Good morning, everyone. Welcome to NSPS Radio Hour. I hope that uh, those of you who are attempting to listen live, uh, well, I hope you're alive anytime you're listening, but listen to when the show is being broadcast, um, have understood that today is the day we fall back to standard time, and so uh, I guess everybody's become adjusted to that. And Rich Radke with uh, Survey Stars is my guest today. Welcome, Rich. Thank you, Kurt. Good to be here. We, Rich and I were just talking about the whole switchover thing and how with everything being electronic today, that's supposed to work easily. Although I had, I was going to tell you, Rich, as I was on my way to work this morning, I just purchased a new vehicle a few months ago, and uh, and it's, it's a 16 model, but it was new, but you know, it was a 16 model instead of 17. And, but anyway, uh, I just assumed that when I got in the car this morning, the clock would have changed, and it didn't, so that means now I have to try to read the daggone manual and figure out what to do. <laughs> right. It's going to be a full afternoon for you. Yeah, absolutely. Just trying to figure out how to change the time. That's 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 for sure. But uh hope things are going well for you. I know you got a lot of things going on as I was saying as we were chatting before the show started. I you I know it disrespect to anybody in the audience, of course, but you may have heard the old saying when people are really busy, they say I'm busier than a one-arm ha- paper hanger. I don't know if you ever heard that saying or not, but mm-hmm. Um, I, that's kind of the way I feel right now with everything going on with our international competition coming up next week and um, NSPS elections coming up shortly. And, and and actually something you might have, be interested in hearing about at least. You know, we do a student competition every year, mm-hmm. and we try to get as many schools involved in it as possible from around the country. And last year at our meeting out in Vegas, we did a, a field exercise in the desert, and everybody loved that. And this coming year, we're going to do it here in the Washington area at the same time we're doing our, our Capitol Hill Visits Day, our Lobby Day. And um, we already have, like, I think 15 teams signed up, which is maybe more than we've ever had. So we were taken by surprise a little bit by that. But it's encouraging That's to right. know that we're getting more students interacting with our leadership because it will all be happening at the same time we're doing a board meeting and we're doing the Lobby Day thing and all that. So. Uh, that's a that's a big issue, and I don't know. Uh, again, in in Survey Stars, you guys do tons of stuff, and and I want to talk about all the different services that you guys provide. Um, but did you ever talk with people about that whole thing of where the heck are we going? And you know, I mean, obviously, yeah, every everybody's talking about the future, and and the kind of things that you do obviously help people with that future. I just didn't know if you got into conversations with your clients or potential clients about, you know, next generation and all that. For, well, for sure. Yeah, I mean, in in in, in fact, we um, <clears throat> I was in a, um, I guess over the last month and a half, I've I've spent time in in uh, Florida, Texas, uh, Colorado, um, Ohio, and and probably a couple of other places that I'm not thinking of, uh, Illinois. But um, in, in every single market, um, Kurt, you see you see a lot of the same things, the same, you know, some some of the same challenges, some of the same opportunities, and, and, and clearly one of the biggest things that comes out, of course, continues to be, hey, where where is the um, industry and profession going as it relates to sort of the average age of the owner and and who. What, what are some of the opportunities that they have and, and should be thinking about as far as transitioning, you know, their business and next generation and, and how to get more younger people and students in, in, engaged uh, and involved. And, uh, and, you know, we try to be on the forefront of that because, of course, with an operating 
system, a technology platform, we feel it, it, we're, we have a vested interest clearly in the industry continuing to not only grow um, but but get more uh, get more efficient and more productive. Right, that's the sort of def- by definition of Survey Stars. So yeah, we've been talking a lot about that, and in fact, a couple of people have brought up your student competition coming up. I think that's in the spring sometime, right? It is. Yeah, it's in uh, yeah. I think March. Yeah, I think that's right. So we yeah. we actually might you know a few people have asked us if we'd be interested in being involved in that in some way, shape, or form, and so we're we're having a couple of those discussions, which I'll probably bring up to you on a sidebar discussion. Yeah, yeah, that'd be great. Um, and I would think that you know one of the challenges I think for us in, in the serving profession ourselves is sort of uh, projecting that image of being progressive. And I'm not talking about politics here, so don't let anybody get mad at me. But um, we we have to look at, at the whole concept of being progressive as a profession. And as you well know, historically, we, we're sometimes latecomers to, to whatever's going on, whether it's uh, the equipment we use or the methodology we use or acceptance of new technologies is a big thing, of course. And then just this whole idea of how you run and manage a business, which for the most part, the ones of us in my age group at least, didn't learn anything about running a business other than maybe a few classes in college or something. Um, and, and you kind of have to learn on the fly, or, or maybe if you're in a partnership with some people, you begin to learn. But just even, even thinking about it now, you know, I've been in, in surveying a, as a professional licensee now for close to 40 years. And, uh, you know, you still look back on all of that, and you and you you think just all the things you didn't know, all the things that you as a, a, a highly trained and licensed professional uh, weren't part of your skill set necessarily or certainly maybe not part of your educational set. So that's why mm-hmm. I see the kind of things you you guys do is so important. Well, we, we had, um, I mean, you're spot on, of course, and you, you've seen this and you've lived it in some cases, but um, we were just in... Um, you know, I was just involved in a um, an educational presentation for the um, professional surveyors uh, organization in Ohio recently. They had sort of a regional uh, or sort of a mid-year session, educational session, which wasn't their full conference, but it was sort of a, um, you know, kind of an interim interim conference, if you will, about uh, three or four weeks ago. And, and I spent, I did one of the four-hour blocks for um, education purposes, and so we had probably maybe 60, 60 or so folks in in, uh, in our discussion, in our talk, and what we we talked about, uh, you know, what we talked about, Kurt, was just that, which was this whole. And I always start off those presentations by saying, "Hey, it is what it is, right? Don't you, you can't look back and say, okay, well, geez, um, what if I could have gotten more information, or I, I could have taken." more courses or get this or that. And, and, you know, our, our sort of level set when we start this presentation is, hey, history is history, and, and everyone's in business for a reason, and everyone has a process. So let's just, you know, let's cut to the chase and say, okay, let's, let's assume we, we, all, we always could do things better in the past in any business and in any industry and in any profession, but let's just say now, hey, we are where we're at. Now let's figure out, what can we really do now, those today, starting today, when you go back to your office on, this happened to be on a Thursday, you know, when you go back to your office on Monday, 
and you start putting your thoughts together uh, maybe over the weekend, what can you do different to have an impact right away in the way you operate your business currently? And, and that's going to put you in better position then to talk about things like, okay, well, how do I identify a transitional partner? How do I start to think about um, – you know, the value of my business today and, and the value of the business in a year or when I want to retire or two years or three years or five years. So we talk a lot, of, we talk a lot about that, and, and um, we had great, you know, we really had great feedback and great response and some really good idea flow. So, I mean, people want to hear it. People are, are interested in learning more about that, and, and um, I think that's the case across, across the country. We're, we're probably going to do at least a half a dozen of those types of presentations in different states uh, in the new year. Yeah, I, I was just curious, as you're having those kind of conversations, um, and this sort of, again, goes back to history with, with me and, and learning over the years and that kind of thing. I'm just curious if you have conversations or people bring up the, the topic of what is the actual value of your business? You know, because with so many reaching retirement age now and people wanting to divest themselves somehow, um, and it's a natural tendency, I think, to for most people to think maybe what they have is they think it's worth more than it might actually be. Um, mm-hmm. And what are you actually selling? You know, what 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 is it of value that you have to to sell? And in and in many cases, the biggest value in the company is the person. So. I'm yes. just curious yes. how, how those conversations go. Well, um, you're right, and, and, and a lot of people do think the value of their business might be higher than, than it actually is. But what we try to talk about is, you know, what what does make up a value of a business? And, and, and you, need, you know, first and foremost, we all need to understand that. So, we, of course, being a technology company and so you know again for those that don't know survey stars is really an operating system that has been built for land surveying and engineering companies and it really helps companies get more efficient more productive more organized drive communication drive um uh, uh, drive integration with their their systems from a quote or a proposal on the very front end of, of a job or project all the way through Final invoicing, billing, taking deposits, closing a job out. So that that process that we all go through, it doesn't matter whether it's commercial, doesn't matter whether it's builder services, residential, uh, municipal business. It doesn't really matter for you know private sector, public sector. We all go through a set of steps for a job or a project. And what Survey Stars has been built to do is just to help automate and and eliminate some redundancies and help you in that process just get better and get your people better and more productive, more efficient, and understand the statistics that are helping you drive that through your business. So so that's kind of what Stars has been able to do. So as a technology company, we talk a lot with people and, and ask questions and listen about what their current process is and try to get them thinking about a repeatable and scalable process because a lot of people today would say, well, in the old days, maybe maybe your business was valuable because you had a lot of records. Uh, maybe it was because you had a good brand, and, and so you got a lot of incoming calls for a new business. Those things are all important. Um, but when you see today, when someone values a company, uh, we, we know this firsthand because we have companies on the system who are, who are buying other companies and are valuing other companies. You know, a big part of that is understanding 
what the makeup of that business is and being able to, with a click or two, a click or two, being able to re- respond to questions such as, hey, tell me about your, your client base. Oh, well, great question. Here, uh, let me click and let me show you our top 100 clients and let, let me show you top 100 clients. But when they came aboard with us, how much business we've done with them in the last uh, 12 months, what their their average job looks like, et cetera. Oh, tell me a little bit about your various products or services and, and that you, you provide clients. Well, here, click. Let me show you the last 100 jobs we've done in our in our company, and I can show you exactly who worked on those jobs, what we did, how long it took us. So those are – to be able to answer that way, Kurt, when you can click into a operating system and you're capturing all that information on a, a real-time basis, and we call it – we call it making real-time decisions with real-time intelligence. I mean, if you have that information, that uh, not only I to interrupt, Rich, but we we yeah. got to go to break. I want, let's pick up on this oh, when perfect. we come back because this is totally That's important. Okay. So let, let's let's come right back. Quick stakes is your answer to staking. Lightweight, easy to ride on, easy to use, easy to find, and won't break your back carrying them like the old-fashioned wooden stakes. Have you tried a sample? If not, get a pen and paper and write down this number, 800-438-0387, or go to quickstake.com, that's Q-U-I-K-S-T-A-K-E.com, and order your samples. Ask your surveying supply dealer for quickstakes today. Whether cruising the strip in a 57 Chevy or taking the family on a vacation in a 71 Oldsmobile Vista Cruiser, you need to tune in to Classic Cars with Steve Ronaldo and Jim Weber every Saturday from 8 to 9 a.m. on AmericasWebRadio.com. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Quick Stakes. Does your survey supply dealer have Quick Stakes? If not, demand that they start carrying Quick Stakes. Did you know that Quick Stakes are better for your back than your local chiropractor? lightweight and easier to use than the old heavy wooden stake. Order a sample today and prove it to yourself. Quick Stakes, your back-friendly stake. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Rich, before we were going to break, we were talking about this whole idea of uh, valuing a company and, and the different elements that go into that. And I know we kind of got cut off in the middle of that, so I don't know if yeah. you want to pick up with where we were. But uh, in a little bit, I have another question I want to ask you. Yeah, I mean, I guess what I wanted to just finalize on that thought was, it you know, a lot of people think in terms of valuing their company when they have a when they're starting to put the game plan together to sell or transition their business. And and our argument, and again, as you know, Kurt, I came. I didn't grow up in this in this profession nor in this in this industry, but rather came from the financial um, the financial world. And we used to tell clients of all shapes and sizes on their business, you know, understanding the value of your business and trying to grow the value of your business, regardless of whether you have a plan or not to sell, is 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 critically important because if you can maximize the value of your business today just by running a better business, by having the right technology in place, the right procedures in place, the right um, process in place, the right people in place, and, of course, making it scalable and repeatable, 
you're, you're really in a wonderful position as a business owner to, to go through those transitional thoughts around whether you bring a partner on, whether you move it to the next generation, whether you sell it or what have you. You don't really want to wait until that time is in front of you to start making those, um, start thinking about the value and, and building the business around um, maximizing value. So, so that's, we, we talked a lot about that in Ohio and, and elsewhere. Yeah, and I could see where that would even be important as as you're going through the business itself. And there's always going to be a time when maybe you need to uh, set up some sort of line of credit or borrow money to expand or whatever the case may be. Um, so at least with a, with a process like this, you have some information to share when you're going into that rather than just saying, well, uh, we've been doing this for a long time, We're that, that type of thing. So it would seem to me there are lots of reasons to do this. Uh, even while you're still still managing the business, obviously. Absolutely, and, and and you know, let's not forget maybe the most important part of business is people, and uh, we all uh, in any business we all are challenged by getting the right people in the right seats, uh, and and I would submit to anyone that be having a system and a structure and a process that's that's tight. Again, that's repeatable and one that you can articulate and everyone in your company can articulate. That that also positions you, I think, really, really well to be able to compete for the best talent out there because the best talent will ask questions like, well, t- tell me a little bit about your game plan. Tell me a little bit about how your process works. I mean, the best talent wants to know. Uh, if you are operating a business to to sort of maximize efficiency and maximize value today, you know if it's not that great a talent, maybe maybe they don't really care, maybe they don't really ask. But if you are fighting for the best talent, which I think a lot of companies out there are, they're they're competing for the best talent. They want to know, and so that's the other reason. Yeah, and I think in a lot of ways that that maybe cuts against the trend of what some people think today in terms of expectation and. Uh, one's expectation about longevity in a job. I mean, sometimes you hear, well, in today's world, this, you know, this generation, they're not too worried about the future or where they're going because, you know, they're going to be moving on in two, three years anyway. I'm not, I'm not sure that's always true, and I'm, I'm pretty sure it might not be true among people who come into our profession. I, well, I would agree. I think it's, I think that's an easy sort of uh, thing to say and and probably every generation says that about the next generation you know well they're not really focused on some of the things that we were focused on they're not really uh you know the longevity isn't there the commitment the the um the focus on being with an organization a long time but i I don't think that's necessarily true and i think the best talent again wants to know that you have a business that is not only built for the future um, but also built for <clears throat> again maximum maximum value uh, today. And to your point as well, I think that uh, people coming into this profession, uh, I tell them all the time. Look, if you're coming out of uh, out of school to coming into this profession, or you maybe have been in an apprenticeship for a couple, two, three, four years, or you're just in the 25, you know, 30 year old, 35, 40 year old range. I tell these people, hey, you guys are coming into an unbelievable opportunity. And, you know, just make sure you recognize that and make, make sure you start to think about the business maybe different. Um, and, and I think you're in a, in a great position. So I think a lot of these, these 
ladies and gentlemen, do think a little bit different about being in this for, for a long haul and, and getting positioned with the right company that they can both grow with and maybe have an opportunity at some point to be an equity owner of or a principal. Right. Yeah, and, and I think, again, uh, thinking with an old brain here and not a new one, but uh, uh, I, I would think that that's something people at any given time in history are, are, are looking at is, you know, what's my future going to be? What's my future going to be here? What opportunities am I going to have? Um, maybe more so than, boy, I can't wait to get my two or three years in here so I can jump out on my own. I I know some people are probably thinking that way, and, and but I think for the most part, people do feel a connection at least to what they're coming into and uh, and of course want to know the answers to these types of questions in terms of what's my future going to look like here well and, and, and if you think about it Kurt I, I've, I've always counseled uh, these the younger folks coming into this profession I, I've, I've really counseled them to think about where they are um, as, as the best opportunity and the reason I say that is because it would be different if the average age of the ownership in this profession was, you know, 45 years old. Okay. But, but it's, you know, it's not right. It's, it's probably 15 to 20 years um, on top of that for the average age of the owner. So when you're a 25, 30, 35, 40, 45 year old um, professional in this, in, in this space, uh, your best opportunity, right, is is right in front of you because if you, you already you're already in the business, you're in the company, you're you're an integral part of the company. If you can be helpful in getting the process and the structure and the systems in place that will help this business not only perform well today but position that company uh, much better for the future, I think you've earned yourself an opportunity to be in the mix as it relates to. Uh, a principle or whether it relates to a, a an additional management responsibility or an ownership interest at some point, if in fact you have an interest in that not not everyone does, but rather than thinking about oh I, w- I just want to get out on my own and be a one man band um, quite the contrary i I would say to most of these guys think about where you're at and think about the value you can be adding to this business long term and whether you want to be part of a management group or a leadership group or, or what have you down the road, there's where your opportunity, I think, really exists rather than the model of the one-man band. The one-man band is a challenging model. Yeah, it's, it's a tough road that I guess people go into for whatever their various reasons may be, but you're exactly right. It, it's a really, really tough situation to be in. And, you know, this younger group that you're talking about, I think are probably in a better position now to offer um, value to a current owner, if for no other reason, for adaptation to all the new technologies that we're dealing with. Um, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, that, that's no a major issue for everybody, right? You got to, you have to adapt, and and most of the time, that's going to come through your through your younger people, people who have grown up with the technology, so to speak, or at least. Have, are prepared to adapt to it more than than some of us that are that are older, perhaps. So, yeah, I, I think that makes perfect sense from everybody's perspective, the owner and the and the person coming in. That makes makes a lot of sense. And and also, I think remember that you know it's it's it, it isn't clearly just about about age, but it's about um, 
willingness to 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 adapt and willingness to change. And uh, I, I got to tell you that I see this everywhere I travel, uh, and I meet with lots of companies every every week and every month. I, I will tell you that if you know, again, if you are still operating the business, you know, maybe you've spent a lot of money on your technology outside the business in the field, and and you know, you're really trying to adapt to being a very very uh, proficient uh, surveying organization and the field work that you do. But if you're still operating your business with uh, a series of Excel spreadsheets or Manila folders or field packages that you print out or or uh, you know sticky notes and and Manila folders that you transfer around your organization, or even even just server files that you're uh, accessing, or maybe using a jump drive to get documents from the field back into the office. Any of those ways of doing it, I'm not saying that 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 they're wrong. I'm saying that they've probably uh, you know they've they've uh, uh, out out kicked their coverage, so as to speak, since we're in football season here, and, and I think it's time to. It's time to think about how we, as professionals and as uh, as as leaders in this industry, can take the 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 opportunity to to convert our businesses to to you know modern day operating businesses with a with really tight operating systems that allow you to not only run the business well but also have intelligent, like we talked about before, real time information and statistics to make really good intelligent business decisions business decisions on a day-to-day month-to-month basis so I, I i think that's critical and and i think you have to think about ripping the band-aid off if you haven't already yeah i have to think that um as you're just where you were in, in ohio for example i was using them as an example not as a as necessarily um uh, the only place this is going to happen, but I, I think as you begin to talk about these kind of things, I have to believe that among that audience, you probably see some light bulbs going off um, as the conversation is progressing. Uh, just because, not because people don't want to be timely, don't want to understand these things, it's just that, oh, wow, I didn't really think of that. Well, you see the light bulbs go on for sure. The, the challenge is a couplefold as I see it, Kurt. One is, you know, the, the light bulb going on and then being able to take that concept of, oh, gosh, this does make a lot of sense, and then go back to your business and be able to implement and 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 make it happen, right? Because we all get back to our – we sit in a conference, we have great ideas, we walk, we walk away, we go back to our offices the next day or the next week, and what happens? Well, you know – Client XYZ is upset about something. You know, employee uh, employee number two uh, has a has a you know a challenge with their family situation, and you know the phone's ringing and and someone quit, and you know that we have to deal with in the in the world of business. So uh, you have to commit to again, like I said, ripping that bandaid off, making the changes, and and getting onto the right operating system. It doesn't have to be survey stars. Um, you know, there's other things out there that, but, um, but it should be an integrated sort of A to Z system. Then you're going to be in position to be really operating at, at the, you know, sort of the highest, the highest level. So follow Thanks, through man. is one of the keys, right? We're, we're about ready to go to break again. I'm sorry. <laughs> we're, yep, our time's going quickly, but this is a good opportunity. When we come back, we'll start talking about some of those, 
uh, ways to do what we're talking about. So, Quick stakes. Does your survey supply dealer have quick stakes? If not, demand that they start carrying quick stakes. Did you know that quick stakes are better for your back than your local chiropractor? Lightweight and easier to use than the old heavy wooden stake. Order a sample today and prove it to yourself. Quick stakes, your back friendly stake. Hello, I'm Dr. Mike Karuchak. Have you ever wondered what doctors talk about amongst themselves? If you do, join us on the Doctor's Lounge and hear the doctors' conversations amongst themselves. Join me and my co-host, Dr. Hal Schertz, every Thursday morning, 8 to 9 a.m. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Okay, we're back. And I think I've started my stopwatch, so I'll get it right this time. But, uh, Rich, as we were going to break, we were you were talking about, um, you know, how do we, or the things we need to do, I guess is what I meant to say. And so what we want to do now is talk a little bit about how people actually do that and the types of things that you guys are providing. Um, I want to spend some time looking through your website. And, of course, you and I have had conversations before. And, you know, it looks to me like you've got a, a pretty good process laid out for that people can look at in terms of getting from here to where you want to be. Yeah, well, we think so. I mean, we've built that. The, the SurveyStar system has been built um, over the course of the last uh, 12, 12 plus years. And really, the vast majority of, we, of the building and development we've done on the software system has been from feedback from, from our user base. And so, there's not too many things we don't we don't think that we hear about from a, a surveying company or engineering company that we haven't heard before. So either either we we've built it or we've integrated it into the system or it's on our development list or you know we've had dialogue about it and we've we've come to the conclusion that it would not be you know necessarily as beneficial for the user base as as we may have thought and maybe we put it on a we put it on a, uh, uh, sort of a longer, a longer term development list, but there's not too many things that a company does in this space that we haven't addressed at, at some level. Um, but we also have tried to build the system to, to have a lot of flexibility. So when you think about operating a business, Kurt, uh, you know, we have companies that are, you know, three or four employees, maybe one field crew, um, you know, smaller companies, maybe they're growing, maybe they're, maybe they're not growing, but they're just, they're just performing and they're, and they're doing what they want to do in the space that they want to be in. And we, you know, we help them leverage their, their systems and process by, by using the SurveyStars technology platform. And then we have, you know, companies that are operating, um, you know, with hundreds of employees, um, several hundreds of employees and, uh, you know, 100 field crews across multiple um multiple states and and operating uh where where process and procedures and structure is is absolutely uh, a non-negotiable item so so we've tried to build the system kurt to be flexible and 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 valuable if you will across that entire group of 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 companies and so um 
the you know the thing that we were talking about when that light bulb goes on that you think okay we can get more efficient yes we think we can and we know we can and then it's and then it's going back to your office and getting engaged in those conversations with a company like ours to say well how do i how do i value your system meaning the survey stars software platform and and we have a lot of discussions around that because we're built our model is such that we um, we are incented, if you will, to continue to evolve the platform, to continue to iterate and make changes and, and make enhancements so that over time a company is going to continue, if they choose to, is going to continue to grow. And as they grow, you know, we as the Survey Stars operating system partnered with them, we, we grow alongside them. We think that's a great sort of uh, model, and it's worked out really well for us. We think it's worked out really, really well for our client base um, as well. So so um, uh, I guess a couple of things maybe that people can do, um, Kurt, is, is, is first and foremost is I think you have to be really honest with yourself about how are we running our business today, and if – I talk about this. I talked about this in Ohio. If you could elevate above your business for a week, and you were sort of you were sort of invisible to your employees, but you were elevated above your business, and you were looking down at it, and you were seeing how your business operated, and how a job was taken through your process, and how you communicated with clients, and 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 how you captured intel intelligence within your business. If you saw that, you're elevated above it. I always ask people, would you buy you? Meaning, if you had an unlimited budget and you had a big checkbook and you were going to buy a business, would you buy your own business? And if you're elevated above it, looking at it, and you're really tough on yourself, you might you might come back with the, I, the concept of, yeah, you know what, I, I think I would buy it. I think we're in great shape and we're doing all the right things and we're really competitive and we're – running a business probably more productively and efficiently than anyone else in this area or this space or this market? Okay, that's one answer. Uh, I tend to not hear those answers a ton, um, but I tend <laughs> to hear the answer. I tend to hear the answer that you might suspect that, oh, boy, I, I did elevate above my business. I did look down. I spent sort of a theoretical uh, eight hours or 10 hours or 20 hours looking down, and I didn't really like all the things that I, that, that I saw were happening. And I don't know if I had a checkbook, if I would buy me. And um, so I think that's something to think about and be really honest with yourself. Uh, and then the other thing to think about, and Kurt, we've talked about this a bunch of times, is a lot of these businesses have ended up being really about the owner, right? The owner is such an important piece of the puzzle. But I would submit that if your business is, based on you as the owner and, and you being there and you doing all the things that you do on a day-to-day -day basis, then you're not running a business. You, you, you know, rather you're, you're, you know, you're running, you, you know, you're, you've got a job. You're not running a business. Um, so that's the other thing I would, I would, I would think I, I would sort of challenge people to think about is, is if your business is largely about you and your name and your relationships and your, willingness to make business decisions and you checking off on everything and so on and so forth. Again, I don't think you have a productive, efficient business and that's not to slight anyone. It just, it is what it is. I mean, you can get better, you can get more diverse and you want to be operating that business 
so that you can totally step away from it, even if you're not selling or you're not going to be in, out of the business for five years. But could you go away for a month and the business not miss a beat, right? That's that's the key. Yeah, and I think that's a tough one, too, for a lot of people uh, is to be able to to step back, take that look, and um, sometimes come to the realization that that the the it's about me strategy or, or perspective isn't the right one. That that's a tough thing to do, I think. It's yeah. a necessary thing to do, but it's a tough thing to do. No, it's one it's one of the toughest. It's one of the you're absolutely right. It's one of the toughest things to do to be brutally honest with yourself about your own business, which by the way, for many people is you know, that's the that's the second or third or fourth or fifth child in their business or in their True. family rather, yep. right? Yep, yep, absolutely. I was being honest about that. It's important. I was curious, earlier, You were talking about the sizes of the businesses being from just a few people to a lot of people. Um, Is it is it more difficult when you're talking about a bigger company that has multiple divisions? um, Just because you're probably talking to a lot of different people who have, for lack of a better term, their own interest even within the business. I'm just curious if if that becomes difficult at times. As far as um, just in terms of well, no, just presenting what you're trying to do and getting everybody oh, on right. board, thinking that hey, we need to do these things better or that kind of thing. I, I think it I think it can be, but I would also say that um, the larger the organization gets. Um, you tend to have people focusing their their time and efforts in one or two key areas, right? Um, we we like to call that your swim lane, and you've probably heard me say this before. But stars, we've really tried to build stars to allow owners and manager managers, leaders of a business to keep their people in their highest valued swim lane. And and what we mean by that is a field crew as an example your your crew chief your crew chief's highest value to your organization generally speaking is out in the field doing field work and and completing it in the very best most efficient uh, way possible and delivering back to the the quote-unquote office or the cad techs or what have you great statistics, great information, great content, so that that product can be put together in a very uh, a very efficient, productive, and professional manner, right? That's their, that's their largest, I mean, that's their most important swim lane. And, and so we built STARS. It's not, it's not really doing your timesheet. It's not really uh, use, going, driving into the office to get a jump drive to load information up onto your laptop and then, you know, then get and then driving out to your, your first site and then spending time thinking about, okay, what, what's going on on this property? You know, you're, that's, that's things that we can hopefully build into a system to allow for a lot of automation in those steps or those categories so that you're, you can really focus your time and effort in the field doing really important field work. And, and you, we kind of take that for granted, but think about it. I mean, if, if someone is in the field doing field work for eight or nine hours a day versus they're in the field doing field work for six and they have two hours of commute time and then they have a half an hour of timesheet work and, 
you know, writing up notes when they get back in or up, updating, you know, statistics or, or stuff that they pulled off from their data collectors and so on and so forth, right? Kurt, you get the idea, right? You, it, it's about yep. efficiency and keeping people in their swim lane. And so we've tried to build the system around that concept and uh, time is money. So if you can keep people in those valued, highest valued swim lanes, they're going to add the greatest value to your company, which then you roll that up to a number of people. Well, now you've, now you've op, now you're operating it, hopefully as close to peak efficiency as possible. Yeah. And, and I totally get that. I mean, I thinking back over the years, um, running small business, um, you're exactly right. You're doing probably seven or eight different things every day. And so it's really hard to become proficient at doing any of them because you're switching lanes from getting things ready in the morning, getting out, getting the job done, uh, making sure everything goes right there. Then you come back and you're going to spend several hours calculating or or, or mm-hmm. uh, going over data or whatever, boy, that's a huge brain drain on anybody, and, and I can relate to that. So what you're saying makes perfect sense. You you Those swim lanes make, make a lot of sense because we tend sometimes to take on more, even though we have the, the, the technical and experience capability to, to do that, that doesn't necessarily mean doing it is the is the best thing for your business. So that that all makes perfect sense to me and, and I can see how companies would look at that and say, Oh yeah, gee, that does make sense. And speaking of making sense, we're fifteen seconds from my watch saying we've been through a segment. So we'll we'll go take a break and, and maybe if we have to shorten our last one a little bit because we got started a couple minutes late, we can do that. But okay. uh, let's go to break and we'll be back in just a couple minutes. Great. Quick Stakes is your answer to staking. Lightweight, easy to ride on, easy to use, easy to find, and won't break your back carrying them like the old-fashioned wooden stakes. Have you tried a sample? If not, get a pen and paper and write down this number, 800-438-0387, or go to quickstake.com. That's Q-U-I-K-S-T-A-K-E.com and order your samples. Ask your surveying supply dealer for Quick Stakes today. This is Dr. Susan Blank, host of Detailing Addiction and medical director of the Atlanta Healing Center. Please join me on Tuesday afternoons at 4 p.m. Quick Stakes. Does your survey supply dealer have Quick Stakes? If not, demand that they start carrying Quick Stakes. Did you know that Quick Stakes are better for your back than your local chiropractor? Lightweight and easier to use than the old heavy wooden stake. Order a sample today and prove it to yourself. Quick Stakes, your back-friendly stake. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And we're back for our final segment with Rich Dredge today. Rich, it's been great uh, talking about all the issues, and you know how I am. I tend to jump around from thing to thing, and uh, when something hits my mind, I ask the question and maybe get off track. But I want to make sure I give you the chance to... To, to cover anything that you want to talk about. Like I said, I went through the website, and I really liked your your 10 reasons part of your website. That made a lot of sense to me. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But um, so uh, we can carry on however you like, but I, I don't want to 
eat up time when you may have other things you want to cover? Well, no, I, I think I guess I want to make sure I go back and fully answer the question you asked at the at, at the beginning of the last segment we were talking about swim lanes, but that really came about from a question you asked about, well, you know, small companies or big companies, I mean, we have both. How does that work? Is it more challenging to implement this technology platform? And is it more important or more challenging to run a business, you know, the, the larger it gets versus the smaller? And, you know, what we found to be interesting, uh, Kurt, and you might this – makes, this makes sense to most people when you think about it, but we just don't often think about it. Uh, I, I would argue that that you you can leverage technology and, and operating systems, procedures, uh, processes, and an operating system uh, really successfully, regardless of your of your size. Now, the question becomes how do you how do you value whether something is 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 important enough to do, and you're going to get the kind of lift if you will, out of that out of that system or that process. And so we, we have that discussion from time to time with folks because, look, we're not the most – we're not the cheapest solution that you can have in, in, in the world. We, we think we're appropriately priced, and we think that the value that is added is, is so significant, um, and we've seen it, you know, hundreds of times. But, but I, I think from a, a, lo- a small firm to a large firm, we, we see in the larger firms, clearly people are more focused on their swim lanes. They're, they're, they're focused on one or two three things. And the smaller companies, particular, particularly if you own a smaller company or a principal, you might wear six or seven different hats. And one of the things we've talked to people about is understanding, what are the, again, what are the most important hats you're wearing and what can you delegate off of your plate successfully and a lot of people say, geez, you know, I don't know. I, I'm uncomfortable delegating that task. And the question becomes, are you uncomfortable delegating it, or do you not have the right systems and processes in place upon which if you delegate it, you'd, you'd be able to really understand whether it's being done accurately, correctly, and so on and so forth. So I would argue often that if you're in a smaller company, you need to delegate what I call delegate and elevate, right? You need to elevate yourself by delegating stuff off of your plate. And if you own a company, your goal ought to be um, delegating everything off of your plate to others that can maybe do it quicker, uh, uh, maybe not better, but, but can learn how to do it better over time and give you an opportunity to be in a position where you're thinking about your business thinking about strategically how do we get better, thinking about who are the, the most important people we should be talking to to hire new employees and so on and so forth. That's much more of a thinking position when you operate these businesses. But when you see oftentimes owners, they're really knee-deep in the operation. They're doing six, seven different tasks a day, and they're really having challenge delegating that. So we, we talk a lot about that, that theme, delegate and elevate. And the only way you can do that, Kurt, is to have a system in place that you can lean on the system and not necessarily the person. That makes sense. So you're talking about um, delegating in a way that's not necessarily individual dependent, if I'm understanding you correctly. Well, yeah, I think I think you need to, you know, so often we're, we're – 
we're concerned with delegating something off of our plate, and particularly as an owner that might have of a smaller business with six different, you know, sort of day-to-day tasks that they're trying to complete, and they're they're knee-deep in the operational um, part of the business. But my argument would be to these owners is that you know you're really not operating as an owner. Again, you have a you have a job, not necessarily a business. So how do you become a true business owner? then you have to figure out a way to delegate those tasks off of your plate to others. And the only way you can do that is, again, I think, to have a system in place that when you delegate it, if, if it doesn't get done correctly, you're going to know about it or you're going to be able to review what's been done and be able to identify issues, challenges, and so on to coach your people up, right? The only way you can do that is to have an operating system that's technology-driven. And, and that's that's – some of the dialogue that we have with smaller business owners. So in that process, uh, maybe talk a little bit about um, how people do that. For example, okay, I know I need to do this. I know I need to have a system where I can delegate and then be able to make sure that that delegation is successful. So Mm -hmm. some of that training or processes is part of the things that you do help people understand how they get from where they are to where they want to be, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So one of the things a lot of people ask us is, well, with SurveyStars, do you guys have a, you know, do you have a two-month trial that we can use, or can we can we just can we kick the tires and throw a couple of jobs through stars and see how it works? And, and the bottom line is, because we're structured in such a way, it, it's really an operating system, and and so we do not we don't have a quote unquote trial. But the way we've organized ourselves is we're not signing anyone to a long-term contract, so it's a pay-as-you-go model. And therefore, uh, we, we, we give you the, the option that you can walk away from STARS at any time that you want, that it doesn't make sense for your company any longer, or you don't see the value in the platform. And, and I would tell you that uh, we, we, have, um, we don't lose clients, so that's the good news. So people get on board, they get trained, uh, and then they and then they use the system and they continue to grow and evolve as a as a as a business. Um, but your question is a good one. So how do you how do you really do that? The, the first part of that comes with saying, okay, let's let's get onto a system that is process driven. Again, again, one that is structured. It's it's repeatable. It's scalable. So during our onboarding process, once we have a, a client. Uh, sign the licensing agreement and we put them into the onboarding queue. Um, we, we get them onboarded. Uh, usually if it's over the phone, we get them onboarded, you know, within a couple of weeks of various webinar calls and, and uh, webcasts and so on and so forth. Sometimes we'll go and we'll onboard companies live depending on where we are in the country and logistics and all that good stuff. But either way, we've done companies both ways very, very successfully the, the, the beauty of it is because we've worked with so many different companies and so many different size companies, we can really, Kurt, bring to a company best practices. So from a consultative perspective, we'll sit down and we'll train the company on how to use STARS to some degree in, in, in the way that they're currently doing business. So we'll try to mimic to some degree how they're currently doing business and leverage technology through their process. But during those discussions, during that onboarding training, we often hear people say, well, here's how we, we have done it, but we don't really know why we do it that way. We just have always done it that way, and it seemed to have worked for us. And then what we'll do is we'll, we'll bring a series of 
sort of best practices in. So, hey, here's how most companies handle the researching category, right? Here's how most companies, um, here's how most statuses flow through most companies. Here's how the work goes from the field to the to the checkers or the field to the CAD tech. Here's how most companies operate the the uh, the system in this manner. So what we're trying to do is we're trying to listen to them. We're trying to help them build leverage survey stars in some of their current processes, but then we're also bringing to them best practices that they just can't get on their own because no one's going to share that with them. But our clients know, they understand when they get on stars, they're part of a sort of a community. And although we're not, we're not, we're never giving away any sort of uh, proprietary um, information at all, but we are sharing sort of best practices in, in general sort of macro terms and it's really, really helpful to get them thinking about sort of elevating, uh, uh, elevate, delegating and elevating, and, and also just pushing, pushing the, their, their, their process and their system and making it repeatable and scalable. So that's how we handle it, and we, we, um, we feel like once a company is up and running and they're onboarded, sure, it takes a couple of weeks or, or a month or so before they really feel like they're, they're experts, um, but it's a very intuitive system, and we've built it right with a lot of input from a lot of people in this in this uh, profession and in this industry. So we feel like we've uh, we've done a pretty good job uh, of that. So that's you know the trial is really about you getting in, ripping off the bandaid, getting trained, getting up, running your business on stars. And if for whatever reason, you know you're a year in, or you're six months in, or you're three years in, or you're five years, and you just say, you know what, this just I don't, I don't see the value. Um, you can walk away and, you know, no harm, no foul. We deliver back your documents. We deliver back your data and you're off to, you know, whatever you want to do next as far as database and, and process management. Well, as we're getting closer to the end, I want to make sure I give you some time. To, how do people find you? Right. So, um, so we, we, you know, we go out to a lot of conferences. So many of you may have seen us at, at various conferences we tend to have. You know, we tend to exhibit. We're doing a lot of presentations coming up in 19. If you're part of a of a, a state association uh, where you want to continue to push um, for additional sort of, I'll use this term loosely because I sometimes get in trouble by saying business <laughs> business training, business education that dovetails very nicely into technical survey um, information. We'll be doing a bunch of presentations around the state. Um, and, uh, and and so on. Um, additionally, additionally, we you know our website info.surveystars.com has a lot of you know has a number of videos, has a bunch of tutorials, has a bunch of how tos, uh, gives you a feel for what the system is all about. And then lastly, uh, Kurt, we do a lot of webinars, and so you can sign up for a webinar online that you can we can do a private webinar if you're interested in kind of joining one of our public webinars we can do that as well um, so the best place to go is to go to the website our 800 numbers on there are, are signing up for webinars on there you you sign up for that we can walk you through key features and benefits and then clearly we can drive into the things that are most important for your business and uh, and, and focus focus it down on on the nitty-gritty for you yeah, that's great. And as always, Rich, it's great to have you on the show with me and have conversations. I always learn something when we're when we're talking with each other, and always enjoy seeing you when we're out uh, 
I don't get to as many conferences as, as I used to, and I don't know if that's because I'm just getting old or people get tired of seeing me. I'm not <laughs> sure which it is, but, but nonetheless. Well, you, 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 either you have a twin or you get the most of them because I know I see you uh, I see you out and about a lot. And, and I appreciate, you know, the work you guys are doing, you know, as the, as the, as the lead, you know, NSPS as the lead um, association and, and uh, some of your work in Washington, D.C., and I, I just think it's, it's so important for this profession and so important for this this um, industry to continue to push forward. Uh, well, thanks, Rich. I appreciate it, and thanks for being with me today, and we'll catch up with either, each other sometime soon. My pleasure. Enjoy the holiday season. You too. Take care. Bye-bye. Quick Stakes is your answer to staking. Lightweight, easy to ride on, easy to use, easy to find, and won't break your back carrying them like the old-fashioned wooden stakes. Have you tried a sample? If not, get a pen and paper and write down this number, 800-438-0387, or go to quickstake.com, that's Q-U-I-K-S-T-A-K-E.com, and order your samples. Ask your surveying supply dealer for quickstakes today. My name is Kyle Hayes, a motorsports student at Alfred State College. Every year, Alfred State students compete in the Great Race, which is a cross-country time endurance rally for vintage vehicles. As you can imagine, it's pretty costly. I'm asking for your help. Your donation can make it possible for these students to live their passion and promote the vintage automobile industry. Please visit our site at give.alfredstate.edu and search Great Race to learn more and help us reach our goal. Thank you. Hello, I'm Dr. Mike Karuchak. Have you ever wondered what doctors talk about amongst themselves? If you do, join us on the Doctor's Lounge and hear the doctors' conversations amongst themselves. Join me and my co-host, Dr. Hal Schertz, every Thursday morning, 8 to 9 a.m. Get your pen and paper ready. If there's a move in your near future, I'm here to tell you that the folks I used and now recommend is Around Town Movers. Timothy and the guys recently moved me, and I am and was totally satisfied with a sometimes not-so-fun experience moving. 